0: Good morning. Uh, I hope you will be hungry at the end of the service. Uh, Zach is making gluten-free chicken stir fry. I'm looking forward to that, as well as the fellowship with you. Uh, Wednesday, uh, coming up here at 9 a.m., Touchpoint with Steve and Joyce. 6 p.m., Kids and Youth Group. Uh, and then uh, Tuesday, what are you going to do on Tuesday? Vote, exactly. If you need uh, help on who to vote for, you can get some links on our website. Oh, or look at Bob shirt, I guess, for sheriff, okay. Um, uh, okay, upcoming events. Uh, November 13th, Kent Dudley will be leading worship and bringing our message to us. November 20th will be our Thanksgiving service. November 27th, uh, we'll have communion. December 4th, Pastor Larry Dorman will be speaking. Are we? Uh, okay, good. Good job over there, Mac. Uh, Sunday, December 11th, our annual Christmas story. And December 18th, Ken Dudley will join us again, and he and Bended Knee will be doing a concert for us for Christmas. And immediately after the service on the 18th, uh, we'll have a baby shower for Peter and Linnea Coffin after the service. I did, sounded like I said, I will. I said, ah, we will, so. um, (laughs) Thankfully, Uh, if if to give your tithes and offerings here at the church today, there's boxes in the back. Uh, You can also give online at 10strikecommunitychurch.com and you can also see the TCC touch points and Sunday services. Uh, from the past Sundays and Wednesdays. I just wanted to share with you quickly a scripture that you're familiar with. Um, My daughter was wearing a shirt this morning. Uh, I've heard this saying before, look back, thank God, look forward, and trust God. And you're familiar with the verse Malachi 3.10. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will be not room enough to store it. And we've heard stories in the Bible of people that store up blessings for themselves, but if God gives us more than enough, he blesses us so that we can be a blessing to others. So how many of you know that God has been good? Has God been good to you in the past? And is he worthy of your trust in the future? Yes, he is. So let's uh, give with thankful hearts today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your faithfulness to us. And in the changing of the seasons, Lord, we trust you for what's next for us as we walk in your footsteps. Bless the gifts as we give this morning and this month, Lord, and, and bless our hearts, Lord, as we give. Lord, we trust you to take care of all of our needs. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Um, <clears throat> I was wondering, Andrew, it, sound, it did sound like you said you were going to put on the shower. <laughs> that would be interesting. <clears throat> <clears throat> Okay. This morning what we're thinking of Rob, I think he's what Rob Salmonson was gonna have a message on multitudes in the Valley of Decision, which is on our sign out there this morning. But he's dealing with some cold symptoms and such and thought it better that he wait on that. We'll be getting having him share that sometime coming up here too. But um What we're looking at is Learning to Discern. That could be a title, Learning to Discern. And um, it's Truth Versus Deception. And that's in regard to the issues in my life or your life. You know, your personal life, you know, the natural realm, the spiritual realm, uh, your family. Learning to discern things that come—if um, they're lies of the enemy or they're truth of God—into um, the church, and there are areas of employment or school, any daily activities and relationships, and even in politics. Learning to discern—it's so important. And we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us to help us with that. But we, I have something to share with, and I'm not sure just how it's going to show up on the screen there, but Satan's voice rushes us. God's voice, I'll put you in there, and you could say me. It rushes you, that's what Satan's voice does. God's voice stills you, it stills you. Quite a contrast. Satan's voice pushes you, God's voice leads you. These are ways to discern if things are coming from the enemy, our arch enemy in the spirit realm, or if they're from God. If it's rushing you, if it's pushing you, that's a red flag. Satan's voice frightens you. God's voice reassures you. Satan's voice confuses you. God's voice enlightens you. Satan's voice discourages you. God's voice encourages you. These are all keys in discerning Where are these things coming from? These thoughts, these things that are taking place. Satan's voice worries you. God's voice comforts you. Satan's voice obsesses you. God's voice calms you. Satan's voice condemns you. But God's voice, it'll bring conviction for good. But you know, the truth, knowing the truth that we find in the Word, because we know the Word of God is truth, The truth will make us free, free from Satan's deceiving schemes. John 8, 31, 32. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, if, say that word, if you abide in my word. That word abide, you could say remain, dwell, live in my word, you are my disciples and deed and you shall know the truth. and the truth shall make you what? free. free, 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 free from that voice of Satan. Free from all that would come against you. Free. Hallelujah. It'll make you free. The word free, the Greek, looking in the Greek, it means to liberate, to exempt liability, to deliver, to make free. To make free. Free from Satan's lies. Because Satan is a liar. Jesus said to the legalistic Pharisees that were questioning him, and this is John 8:44. 44. He says, For you are the children of your father, the devil, and you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies... It is consistent with his character, for he is a liar. The caps I put in there. For he is a liar and the father of lies. That's what he does. It's the only way that he can function. That's his scheme. It's to get us to think something that isn't true is true. I'm talking about lining up with the word of God, the truth of the word and our fight is not against flesh and blood and that's true in all those realms that i mentioned there issues that come up or things that take place within our families within the church employment school any of our activities or relationships and even politics it goes it's beyond the things in the natural that's why we need to not we need to vote. Of course, we need to, and we need to be knowledgeable voters about who we're voting for. Um, but we also need to pray, because things happen in the spirit realm that greatly affect things in the natural realm. Greatly affect. Let's look at that in the Word here, Ephesians six, starting at verse ten. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, be strong, and in the power of his might. Don't be strong in yourself, and it's not your might. Put on, that's something we must do, put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles, the schemings of the devil. The word wilds there, uh, the Merriam-Webster says, it's a trick or a stratagem, a strategy intended to ensnare or deceive. And that's what the enemy tries to do. And again, it's through deception. He tries to lie to us. Or half-truths. Hath God really said that? Just like he said to Eve in the garden. Hath God said that? Did he really say it? For we do, verse 12, for we, now just let this soak in here in relation to all these things I mentioned in our lives, the things you're dealing with right now in your life. For we, and ultimately, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. It sure seems like it sometimes, doesn't it? But this is the truth right here. There's something behind that person. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. That's where the wrestling is and a lot of it is in our thoughts in our thought life and dealing with the things that happen in our lives but there is awesome power in prayer when that prayer is in line with the word of God when we're praying God's way God's will and we find that in the word of God so let's not Allow Satan to trick us and lord it over us anymore. In Christ Jesus, we're no longer under his thumb. That one song, I think it was Champion, where it talks about the authority that we have. A really good song. I think that's the first time I heard that one. We've been given the authority Jesus gave it to us. But now we need to stand in that authority. Ephesians 2, starting in verse 1, this shows that we're no longer under the thumb of the devil. Once we were, what is were? What tense is that? Past tense. Once you were, Dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. Now, that's talking about spiritual death. Spiritual death is separation from God. You once were dead, you used to live in sin. Used, used, how do you say that? (laughs) Used, past tense. Just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers of the unseen. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. You know, some have told me, well, I, I just don't want to surrender. That was another song we sang this morning. Again, these songs, they just line up with where the Lord's going with his word later on. Have you noticed that through these weeks? It's like, a lot of times, well, I know you didn't know what the message was about today because it changed right at the end. But the surrendering of our heart to God, that's what we need to do. I surrender all is what we're saying. And uh, I've talked to people who say, well, I just can't give my life to Jesus. I'm my own person. I just not, I can't submit my whole life to somebody else all those decisions and everything I want to make the decisions in my life the thing is they really aren't ultimately here we're seeing it Satan is the one that they're obeying when they're getting off track from the word of God he's their Lord (laughs) Jesus is Lord or Satan is Lord one is better than the other I'm going to go with verse 2 again. You used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil. Didn't even know it. Don't even know it. The commander of the powers of the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to pay, obey God. Oh, I don't want Satan to be at work in my heart. I'm thankful that I've received Jesus as my Savior, and you can too. You can too that are watching online. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else, but we are no longer. That is the truth. When the enemy tries to get you into condemnation, next the, next, uh, the 27th, we're going to be looking more at condemnation that day that we have communion here in a few weeks. So, what are we to do? We're to do what we sang in that song. We're to take authority. We're to resist the devil. Peter 5:8 says this: Be well balanced and alert. This is the passion. Translation, be well-balanced and always alert because your enemy, the devil, know your real enemy. It isn't your husband or wife. It's not your child or parent. It's not your employer or play, teacher or student. Know your enemy, because your enemy, the devil, roams around incessantly like a roaring lion looking for its prey to devour. Take a decisive stand against him. This is the Bible telling us what to do. When these that voice of Satan comes at us with, trying to rush us or push us or frighten us, confuse us, discourage us, worry us, obsess us, condemn us. Take a decisive stand against him and resist his every attack with strong, vigorous faith. And that faith and knowing, I mean that confidence and standing comes from the word, from knowing the word. For you know that your believing brothers and sisters around the world are experiencing the same kind of troubles you endure. You're not the only one. You're not the only one. We're all going through things. There's challenges. Verse 10, and then after your brief suffering, the God of all loving grace who has called you to share in his eternal glory in Christ will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. So the thing you're going through, that challenge, and the enemies behind it to try to pull you down, make you... That very thing is going to be making you stronger as you look to the Lord and as you trust in him and as you take that authority that is given to you according to the word. Yes, he will set you firmly in place and build you up to that new place of glory in him. But there is a story that we go through to reach the glory. That's the test, the test that brings a testimony. James 4, 7, so be subject to God, this is step one, be subject to God, submit yourself to God, humble yourself, again, like we sang about. Resist the devil, like the champion we sang about. Stand firm against him. With the word, the sword of the spirit, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and he will flee from you. That's the Bible, what it says. Hallelujah. So, Satan's voice, we went over those things, and you don't have to get these up there every time. That would be hard to do, but Satan's voice It rushes us, pushes us, frightens us, confuses us, discourages us, worries us, obsesses us, and condemns us. But God's voice stills, leads, reassures, enlightens, encourages, comforts, calms, and convicts. Well, let's look at that first one, stills, it stills us versus rushes us. The Lord is the shepherd of his people. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know, most of us know this, right? This, you know, if you have a hard time getting to sleep at night, just start meditating on Psalm 23. Thee, I mean, every word in there, thee, Lord. I mean, just think on those words, thee. Not a Lord. The Lord is, present tense, my shepherd. And you can go right on through. And you'll fall asleep pretty quickly. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. There's a footnote there, a lack. He makes me to lie down. That's stilling us, isn't it? This is what he says. Lie down. He says, lie down. Lie down inside. Don't be rushed. Just lie down inside. Get quiet. Causes me to lie down in green. And there the footnote for be there. It's tender grass pastures. He leads us into good places, good feeding. Last year, we know our ranchers and farmers, they were having to bale stuff that wasn't that good to eat for their cows, even for cows, right? But this year, oh, they got that good grass, that good grass because of the rains. Well, that's where he leads us, in the green tender grass pastures. He leads me beside the, say it, still waters, and there the footnote is waters of rest. That's what the Lord does, and you can discern if you're feeling a rush, 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 versus a stilling, a stilling inside. He restores my soul. There's that word again, restore. He's restoring you. Even as this word is going forth and being received in your spirit person, there's a restoration. There's hope arising and there's restoration taking place. And for you online as well that are watching. Okay, the second one. He leads us instead of pushes us. Psalm 23, second part of the third verse. He leads me in paths of righteousness. That's the right kind of paths. It's not wicked paths. It's not twisted paths. That's the right paths for his name's sake. He leads us. And then Psalm 32, 8. I, the Lord, will instruct you The Lord is our instructor. Teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. And that's for everything in life, every aspect of life again. You know, I mean, the practical, everyday things with people or places or things. Three, he reassures us instead of frightens us. Isaiah 41.10, one of my favorite verses. Fear not. That's what the Lord tells us. He says, in that situation of your life that would cause you to be frightened, he says, fear not. For I am with you. I am with you. Be not dismayed. For I am your God. God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's what God does. He reassures us, and fear begins to melt away as we focus on these words, on what God says, rather than what the devil says, what our enemy says. So number four, he enlightens us instead of confuses us. He, brings, he turns the light bulb on. Psalm 18:28. "For you light my lamp. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. You may have things in your life right now that the enemy would try to use to bring confusion to you. Don't yield to that confi- confusion. Discern, have discernment and realize realize that's not coming from the Lord, that confusion, it's not from the Lord. Get still. Get in the word. Pray to him. And he, he'll turn on the light bulb. He'll turn on the lamp. And all of a sudden, that which was dark and all fuzzy and cloudy, when that light comes on, you'll see it. You'll see the first step to take. And then you take that first step. you be obedient Take the first step. You may not see all 10 steps or however many it is first, but take the first one. Be obedient to do the first one, and then more revelation will come. Obedience brings revelation. Obedience to what you know from the word, from the Lord, brings more revelation. It'll bring the next step. But don't yield to confusion. Number five, encourages us versus discourages us. Discouragement is not from the Lord, it's from the, our unseen enemy. John 16, the Amplified Classic Bible, it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. Jesus said this. He said, you're going to have this. I don't know anybody that hasn't had these. But, he says, you see, the enemy would would want to use those very things to bring us discouragement and get us down then into despair, and then depression, the things we're going through in life. And like we said before, you're not the only one. You're not the only one going through stuff. And it seems like for each of us, what we're going through is the hardest. If I could only be going through what so-and-so is going through, I could do that. Easy. Well, you talk to that person about it, he made it. You might switch it around, but Jesus says, even though you're going through those things, He says, "Be of good what? Cheer, take courage, be confident, certain, be certain." undaunted for I have overcome the world and I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you that's what Jesus said that's what Jesus said and so he would have us walk and be encouraged even in the midst of the tribulations, the trials the distress and frustrations Because we know that in him, as we look to him, we take authority over the enemy and those feelings that come and pray according to the word of God, it's going to come out right in the end. But we must endure to the end. And we'll see that salvation of the Lord in that circumstance. Number six, he comforts, God's voice comforts where Satan's voice worries us. 2 Corinthians starting, or the first chapter starting in verse 3. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father, the source of all comfort. All the comfort that you will ever need, God's the source of it. All the comfort that you need in current situations, he's the answer, he's the source. He's the God of all comfort, and he comforts us in our troubles. And you're gonna come through it. He's He's comforting you, and then you know what? It says, so that we can comfort others. When they are in trouble, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. And that's a good way to look at the troubles and the trials and the frustrations, the distress that we're going through, is that God is comforting me in the middle of it. And not only that, when when I come through it and when I'm restored, I'm going to be helping other people who are going through similar things. Did you hear what I said? That's a good way to look at things you're going through the trials. The enemy's going to wish he never did this. He never did this. The one behind the people or the circumstances, the one behind in the spirit realm. Number seven, God's voice calms instead of obsesses. John 14, 27, Jesus said, "'My peace I leave with you, "'and that's you and you and you and you. "'My peace I give you, "'not as the world gives do I give you. "'Let not your heart,' and he put you as understood there, "'you let not your heart be troubled, "'neither let it be afraid.'" You make that decision. And then Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, say everything, everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Why thanksgiving? Because we're thankful, because we know God is going to take care of it. Let your request be known unto, made known unto God. And the peace of God, the peace, the shalom, peace. And we speak peace to situations, to hearts that are troubled. We say, you're turning to peace. The shalom of God. Stillness and quietness and confidence shall be your strength, and you shall wait on the Lord, and he will renew your strength in spirit, soul, and body. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Understanding Understanding, I don't know how to say that word, understandingly, we wouldn't or shouldn't be at peace, but we're at peace because we know, we know that God's taken care of it. And that peace of God will guard our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus as we're going through that thing that would make us anxious or worry so that we can be calm right in the midst of the storm. And then the last one is convicts versus condemns. John 16, 8, and when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, this is the Holy Spirit, Of sin, because they do not believe in me. Jesus was telling this. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. So we thank you, Lord, that you bring conviction to restoration and not condemnation to put us down. No condemnation. Like I mentioned, in a couple weeks, we're going to be looking at that subject more deeply because it's one that a lot of people deal with, I know. And we'll be having communion together at the Lord's Supper. So, Lord, we just thank you now at this time that, that you but give us that discernment, discerning the enemy's voice versus your voice, discerning the truth versus deception in all aspects of our lives, that we would not listen to Satan's voice which rushes us, but yours which stills us. Wouldn't listen to Satan's voice that pushes us, But yours that leads us. Not to Satan's that frightens us, but to yours that reassures us. Not to confusion, but to your enlightenment and revelation. Not to discouragement yielding, but receiving your encouragement, Lord. Not the voice of worries that we would listen to, but your voice of comfort. Not being obsessed, but being calmed by your voice and your truth. And not being under condemnation because we're in Christ Jesus. And we receive that for every area of our lives today in the name of Jesus. Lord, we receive that shalom, shalom. We would come beside those still waters and by that beautiful grass, tender grass. Lord, we thank you, you are a shepherd and you lead us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Lord. Um, thank you, Lord. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Lord, we pray for deer hunters today, those of our church family that are hunting. Thank you for safety. Safety and success. We pray for safety and success for them in their deer hunting, Lord. And Lord, we pray about the elections that are coming up on Tuesday. The elections, we lift them before you. We know they're so important in our country. We just pray for no fraud in elections, that each vote would be one vote for each person and that the electorate would be educated, that we would know. We pray that believers will be voters, that they will vote. Again, that which is in line with your word lining up with your word. We pray this in Jesus' name, all across this county and all across the counties that we're from, all across Minnesota and all across the United States of America, all across this country. In Jesus' name. You know, it says in Proverbs 29, verse 2, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan. Do you know what groan means? I didn't look it up, but I think it means (laughs) groan. It's not good. And so, Lord, we just lift that before you. As Andrew mentioned, on our website, or even in the announcements that we put out this week, you can find, there's at least three links in there, I think, uh, that are helpful for getting knowledgeable about where people stand on issues. There is a pamphlet in the back too. It's this one here. This one is for the governor of our state. It uh, shows where they stand on issues. And so, hallelujah. Just, uh, just before, we, before I close, I just wanna mention again, next Sunday, next Sunday, Kent and the team will be sharing And then we're going to have a special Thanksgiving service on November 20 here. Um, And the next week, as I mentioned, communion. And we'll talk about no condemnation. The one after that, Pastor Larry Drortman, our TrueBridge overseer for Northern Minnesota, will be speaking here at our service. And I'm really thankful that he can come, and I believe his wife, Becky, will be here too. It'll be a good time for you to meet meet them and hear what Larry shares. I'm not sure if he'll share about grace like he did. He gave a teaching. Some of you know Larry, you know, and his hair is about like mine, I guess, now, but there, he had a picture he showed when he became, he, he's a Jewish. He was He was a Jew that's come born again now but he had an afro like out to here Uh, I think uh, it was a long time ago yeah but that would be a good one if you can make it for that that would be great and then we'll have a Christmas story we found a Christmas story on the 11th and then we are having that Christmas concert on the 18th and then the baby shower is coming up which will be fun, I'm sure. So, if you have any prayer needs, please be free to come forward or ask somebody to pray with you where you are, and we're going to go and have a fellowship meal together. And Please be free to stay. And any guests with us, please be free to stay for that lunch as well. So we'll dismiss you and say goodbye.